Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Tom Millard, and of course we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I'm here, and it is a beautiful night for a podcast. Beaut- it's it, it's a little too warm of a night too for warm. a podcast. Well, yeah. I'll get into that in a minute. I'll tell you tell your wife. But. Oh, my gosh. It is like the wife came home and then she turned on the air conditioner. Thank goodness. See, this is where I was going to go in a minute or two here once we got our introductions done. Everybody's phone checked out to make sure we're all ready. And I was going to complain a little bit. I don't care about that. Who cares? They can hear me. That's all. That's all that matters. As far as I'm concerned, my yeah. mic's hot. We're good to go. There you go. So. There you go. And my wife is yelling, you're welcome for turning on the air. If I wasn't afraid of her, I'd have turned it on this morning. Would you? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Well, uh, sitting beside me is uh, late tonight. I'm going to I'm going to prelude that because I got to dig where I can dig since he's been digging me as of late. But it is my father, the patriarch of redneck country. Uh, real redneck, Don Millard. Dad, is your mic hot? It is, and so am I. I'm sweating from the walkover. <laughs> I heard you had to run. Oh, I was over. running pretty quick. <laughs> if, yep, a little if, behind my times tonight. Bill, if that was the case, he would still not be here. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't even offer to pick him up on a hot night like that when uh-huh. he's behind schedule. The neighbors would have been out wondering why the ambulance was ripping down the street. No, I got the energy now. That's it. You built the stamina up over many, many miles of walking. Oh, yeah. I get it. Well, I'm excited yeah. because then, and, and you said, hey, so-and-so is going to come on tonight. And I'm like, this is a- excellent. And now when is he coming in? Uh, can we bring him in right from the beginning? Because therefore, I now have somebody darn near as manly as me to back me up and protect me from the bashing. Oh, no. The harassment. I'm, I'm excited. The I'm excited because it's three to one. Don't you even go there. Oh, don't. It's, eat, no. it's three Jay, on one. Jay, you back me up, folks. Real redneck. Bill's brother is, is, is sorry, Jay. I had to say that. I, 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 I announced dad as my father, so I'm taking that hit. We'll let you take the hit. Bill's brother, real redneck. Jay, Tom. Jay, is your mic hot? I am here, and I appreciate being on. I am also warm, and I am not a tea drinker. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing this back to the manly podcast that it has always been. Let me ask you a question to start off with. Do you drink coffee? I don't drink anything hot. There you go. I rest my case. It didn't even take long. I rest my case. I don't drink anything hot was the comment that he just made. So, <laughs> where do you want to go from there, Todd? Well, more mainly than drinking coffee in the morning, I think is cracking a, a pop or something with the quadruple the caffeine and pick me up. And I'm pretty sure yeah. that Jay's morning starts with said. No. He starts with iced tea, right, Jay? Nothing hot. He <laughs> iced tea. It ain't iced tea. Bring well, it down, whatever, Jay. Whatever's got a lot of sugar in it, I'm, I'm drinking that. That's for sure. <laughs> there we go. Good I, I have to tell you, I do enjoy listening to the podcast on Monday morning with my uh, my double big gulp and my my taquitos from Seven Eleven that you guys like to talk about <laughs> periodically. And I have to say, you can't look as good as I do by eating healthy. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's for sure. I give you that one for sure. Yeah, I tell you what, if it, yeah, I mean, he, healthy looking Jay, you got to give him that. <laughs> Yeah, he's one heart attack away from retirement. That, that's what that kid's all about. Right there. 
<laughs> and he's the youngest of us all, I think, right? So it, it's all right. He's good to go. Yeah, there you go. He's living in the fast lane. We'll vicariously well, he's got, he's got live no through choice, it. Right? I mean, with what he puts through his body and how he how he lives, I'm surprised that he's he's able to get up every morning full of uh, no pain and and and, and energy, but. Is what it is, right? Yeah, he's a specimen. That's just spe- imagine yeah. if he did drink coffee. Holy jump! Yeah. yeah, I'd be afraid if he. <laughs> so if the energy and brilliance came out of that kid. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we want to start? Because we got an extra one on tonight with Jay, which yep. is is freaking awesome. So do we want to go around and what'd you do this week? Yeah, I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested. I want to start with your dad this week. Start with dad. Yeah, we never Pick ever start with your dad, and he always. Well, we even don't want to lose the, the listeners. And I got well, to look out for my guy there. Right? I get the stats coming in, and it tells us how long people listen, and we're like at what point if some <laughs> people cut off. So I didn't want now this week the stats might be a lot worse than they normally are. But all right, Dad, what did you do this week? Well, I, as you know from previous podcasts, I blew a. I uh, header gasket in the hot rod and on the left and the one on the right was almost gone. So changed the header gaskets this week and no more backfiring now. And she starts up cold and she's running good. In fact, I got home from from babysitting tonight or today or whatever you call it, your the, the uh, schooling. And I took her off for a little run and it's running beautiful. And I will tell you, the gaskets did not blow from speeding. No. <laughs> I can imagine, but I, I tell you, I remember uh, when Jay was there too, we went uh, down your way pre-COVID for the goose hunt. And uh, you started that in, in the garage. Yeah. And I have no idea how you stand beside that thing without your plugs on. He's deaf. What do you no. mean? How he stands? <laughs> <laughs> He's got hearing aids right now, Bluetoothed up to the system. It costs us a cool, couple cool grand just to be able to get him in the studio here and get him hooked up. That's the dedication I have for wanting my father beside me. As much as I give him a hard time, it's it, it just proves it right there. It's out of love. I wear I, hearing I aids. And... Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off, but I got to tell you, I always thought that I was deaf and I get yelled at by my wife all the time for, for being deaf or selective hearing. And I got to tell you, that car was loud. (laughs) (laughs) I wear hearing aids and it shuts down through loud noises. But I'm telling you when she was cold and backfiring out through that header in the mornings in that garage, I went in there and it was banging in that garage. Yeah, it was pretty loud. And if if it was in the evening in the dark, oh man, the flames that were flying in there were beautiful. (laughs) And I got a nest of squirrels up in the rafters of the garage. Cooked squirrel? And and when it starts up and started backfiring, oh, they were flying everywhere. It was cool. That's awesome. But uh, it doesn't backfire now, so it's fine. And and I'm a little disappointed from all years on this call that not one so far has sent me a picture of feathers. We going there already? Uh, no, Holy we're, we're geez, not going Bill. there Ow. completely already, but <laughs> I'm a little disappointed because this is your dad's turn to talk and he's retired. He's got so much more time to, uh, to turkey hunt than the rest of us. And if anybody was going to put a, a bird down this early, I had my money on your dad so far. I don't know what's going he on. He hasn't here. been bothering. Well, I was when I go out. It's, I sit with Bill, and I've been focusing on Bill. And birds all over us. We see toms. 
just can't get one close enough. And every time a bird comes in or Bill, get your safety off and it's, and it's a hen and we just can't get them one. And this week I'm, I just get worn out. I just so tired that I didn't even go out through the week this week. Two naps a day this week. Oh, Two naps a day. We were uh, talking about what we were doing this week, and I was hoping it wasn't taking naps and not going no, crazy. No, it wasn't. Just... I was gardening, cutting the lawn, getting my lawnmower running, <laughs> working on the hot rod, flowers for the wife. Well, it's all I was code busy all for week, naps. but uh, just never <laughs> didn't go out hunting this How do you week. spell gardening, Dad? N-A-P-S. That's it. N A P S. So <laughs> nothing. All right. Well, I guess we can bounce around a little bit here, Mister uh, yeah, Junior. I'm letting you choreograph the the podcast that I, wherever you want. So where are we going next? Yeah, I want to hear what you did this week. What so I, I, I'm almost certain that that kayak is uh, it's got some progress on it from this week. I'm almost certain about that. It is. It yeah, so it is. It I'm I'm it's darn near close to going to the garage. No. Is it because your wife wants it out or because it's done? <sighs> Please. I I wear the pants in this in this place, Bill. Why just, are you whispering? Just so you know. <laughs> Why are you whispering? Out of respect, respect for people's eardrums. We just talked about how dad was deaf. Yeah. I don't want to do that to our listeners. <laughs> yeah. <I bet> you. <laughs> but no, I uh, we're almost I'm I'm almost there. All I need is four lock washers and I know where they are. I just got to go get them. And it is such a pain in the rear end to get anything during this COVID lockdown gig that we're on with, with only roadside. Nobody's website works for ordering this hardware stuff. The other hardware stores websites say they don't have it. Well, I know they do just let me in the door. But so luckily I got some buddies. I made some posts on Facebook. I got myself some bolts. I got, uh, actually Wendy that her son has been on the, uh, the podcast. He's the, the young bull rider that is itching to get back out there. And I see him commenting on our good, buddy alex's post now that alex has got the rock and rafter v he's got his own little rodeo grounds kicking down he's getting pretty set up there isn't he he is he's like the full-blown pen like he's ready to host he's ready to rock and roll so um they reached out and her husband was able to find me some so i am good to go on everything but but lock washers and we're we're ready to rock i actually took the when the motor's not on you get some places that maybe i just do want to paddle <laughs> not not very likely but but then so that when the front trolling motor's not on, it's this giant stainless steel plate on the front. And the whole point of this kayak is like, it looks freaking awesome. It's the battleship, man. Like it is just, when it's done, you're going to see some photos. So I took the time to camouflage the motor mounts where, cause when the motor's not on that big plate, I don't like it. So I camouflaged it. I painted it all up, primered it, sealed it. We're good to go. So all I need is those washers and it is all said and done. And that's not totally true. My father-in-law dropped off some conduit for me and I'm going to make some, some fishing rod holders to go on my, my, uh, milk crate that holds my tackle pack in the back. 
so that I can just stick them up and stand them upright. So all that, we are ready to go. Fish finder. We got her. I got two. Yeah. I got two transducer mounts. I got one that goes for the scupper hole and it holds up. Now the scupper hole for anybody listening. Now I'm a kayak professional. Those are boat technical terms that I don't know. Well, let me educate you. It's (laughs) there's one on the port side and on the starboard side. And what they are is holes because you're going to get water in the kayak. Well, it's got channels. A lot of water So it's got channels that so if you stood up, the channels run below your feet like tiles, right? So it, you're not gonna get wet feet. The water would just come in and run down those those tiles right to the scupper holes, right back into the drink. So you can plug them if you don't want stuff coming up through it. But typically because of the thickness of the kayak and that you're not going to get water coming up through unless it's really rough. So it's, they're there for drainage. If you get water on the deck, it just runs down right through the scupper hole. So I have an actual mount that goes through the scupper hole and that transducer tucks right up inside the groove of the kayak, which is just freaking phenomenal. So I got that. And then I got a magnetic one that you can go in the front hatch. And then that magnet's so strong with an arm that goes down into the water. So if you had side scan and stuff, so that one will clip, clip on the, the outside at the front. So it just depends if I'm going tandem or if I'm by myself and then, mm-hmm. then the actual fish finder fits into my track and I can move it wherever I want. So I am ready to go. And I had a good that. conversation with a, with a friend of mine this weekend that uh, this past weekend that had the operative word here is had two kayaks that were very similar to yours. And he was sold on the, because they were, you know, a nice leisurely activity where he would never tip and never get wet. Where and you that kind of stuff. And he, he bought it, bought himself a nice trailer to, to go behind his, his pickup Ooh. truck so he can load them both on at the same time. And, you know, he, he did it right. He couldn't buy one because he had his kids that were going to go with him. And, and, and he said, you know, and I asked him, I said, Hey, how you doing with those kayaks? I got a buddy of mine who's, who's, who's decking his kayaks out and, and how are you doing with yours? Cause I hadn't talked to him in, I don't know, a year and a half or so. And silence, <laughs> silence. I'm like, did I, is there a source spot here? He says, I sold them before they killed me is what he said. Shut I up. sold them before they killed me. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? And he proceeded to tell me this story. And, and, and I was just about doubled over there laughing with the fact that he, he he's not a small guy. He's a, he's a bigger guy. He, he's recently lost a bunch of weight. So he's, he's a little bit smaller, but he's still, he bought these kayaks and put it in the water and he went to get into it. And first thing he did, instead of sitting in it, he fell right out the other side of it. So, <laughs> but see, I'm uh, agile then, like a cat. Yeah, it's going to happen to me. Fishing ninja. That's so, right. And then, then, then he tried to get back into the kayak after he fell out of the kayak, and he couldn't. So <laughs> then he went over to the shore, and then the, you know rocks on shore are are slippery, and, and then he slipped on the rocks and bashed his head on the kayak. And this is all within the first half hour of trying to put it in the water for the first time. So hope he wasn't wearing a life vest, life jacket that that touches water and lights up. So, so he, he finally gets in there and, and, and rides around for the day. And he was so frustrated at the end of day one or two or whatever it was. And he, uh, he sold them. <laughs> so somebody got a really good deal on kayaks. So whenever you get to that point that you're so frustrated Drone with will these, be in the air. It ain't going to happen, Bill. I'm telling you what, because mine is so sturdy. That is the beauty. Guys sit on this, dangle their feet in the water and reach down and lift the bass and pull it in. 
Yeah, that's what they told him too. Yeah, so. it's, I've watched videos. New Canoe Frontier 12. That is where it's at. I tell you, you're not, I'm not going to tip. I'm not even going to get wet. In fact, I'm going to jump yeah. off of land onto it in such a fashion that the momentum's just going to take it out into the water. And I'm, I'm away to the races. Drop down the wireless yeah. motor. Have a good day. Now, let yeah, me tell you yeah, something yeah. else. Jay, you want to go house on a kayak? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I've been trying to figure out figure about this kayak. You're adding all of these really fancy things to it. How are you going to get this thing into the water uh-huh. with all the weight stuff? And, I built. Like, so they make carts for them, right, to get it from your truck to the water. But B, being as redneck ingenuity as I am, I took an old fridge cart. I wrapped the sucker in pool noodles. And so now you just put that on the ground uh, down laying flat. And then you slide your kayak out of your truck onto that one little ratchet strap around it. And then you wheel her towards the water, unstrap it, slide it in, throw it back in your truck. I've seen your truck. It's not a small truck. Yeah, but I drink I've milk, seen, Jay. I'm drinking I've, milk. I've been face-to-face with you. You're not a, a big guy. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how you get the kayak from the truck to the dolly. Well, the, the kayak only weighs 100, or 100, oh my gosh, no. It only weighs 80 pounds, and you put the motor on after you get it out of your truck. So I'm good to go. Oh, I, I wasn't sure if you thought of that. Oh, I'm way ahead of you. Yeah, we ain't traveling <laughs> with the motor on her. That's for sure. <laughs> And I'm like a buck fifty three now. I'm drinking milk. I tell you what, we're gonna be all right. I'm, I'm, we're gonna be all right. I'm, and I gotta say, I'm really pumped because I gotta give a shout out to the city of St. Thomas because they have just. So this was a, a thorn in my side forever. And yes, I watch our council meetings. So <laughs> if anybody is listening, St. Thomas, what are we at, Dad? Forty thousand population. Oh, right, well, easy. Maybe it, over that. Now. Maybe over that. But but forever it was like thirty three. The signs never changed. But it, it was a smaller community, and so. I watch city council meetings on local cable on Monday nights and forever they have. So a, a good buddy of mine, you know him, uh, Bill and, and dad definitely knows him, but trap shooter, Ray Axford, his uncle or, or some relation to him had what they called Axford gravel pit, gravel pits. And for way back in the day, and I remember my grandparents used to swim. Dad, you used to swim oh, in I it. I used to swim and it was wonderful. Crystal so, clear, cold. And yeah. Ray would comment on my Facebook because I watched these council meetings of my local town. And this is the, the, now the gravel pits quit being gravel pits a long time ago. And they have some massive, massive bass in them. So, oh, yeah. but well, a kid they used to have have fishing tournaments in there we'd not only swim in it but we'd go down on a saturday for a fishing tournament like phenomenal but what are they fed by well it, it's just dug out just spring oh so they're they're um uh, somebody's uh, put the fish in there as opposed to them coming for at some point maybe a stork stock. carried yeah. them in its mouth Oh, is that the way it works? Yeah, I guess it is St. Thomas. I don't know. It got fish anyway. (laughs) So, but yeah, it's got, it was a gravel pit. It's got some massive bass in it. Massive. So how it went was, and and I mentioned Ray because he would comment when I'd make a post because I watched this and counsel. So they've said no fishing allowed in this this particular lake. So I make a Facebook post, you know, like, okay, like I, I'm, I'm watching council. Why are our tax dollars going to arguing about this? It drives me absolutely insane because there's so much more that our city needs to do aside from that. Yes. I'd love to fish it, but let's, let's move on. 
And so he would comment, you know, I used to swim in that. It was da, 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 relative of mine, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, as it went, it was sold to a, a land developer, local guy, who then gave it to the city. When the city took it on, they said no fishing. They then put all these aquatic plants around the edge so that the, it would not erode or, or, or continually, I guess, take land away. And they built a nice pathway around it. And now it is an illustrious area of our town that you could buy a house that backs right onto it. But you have the walking paths and bike riding paths that go all around it. And the local high school forever has a rowing team and they would row in it. So they allowed that the rowing team to, to use it. Well, a bunch of kids forever and ever, you know, there's big bass in it because 12 year old kids down there fishing. And so it became this argument that the police said, we don't have time. We have bigger fish to fry. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, than to go. Yeah, you like that, eh? Then to yeah. go down and charge or try to remove, because you can't charge a 12-year-old kid, but try to remove a 12-year-old kid. So they said, all right, let's get that. And this was going on in council for a long time. We'll get the bylaw officer. Well, the bylaw officer doesn't have the right to ask for ID. So he needs the police officer. The police officer said, we're not coming along. So people fished it anyway. And so there was forever, two, three years, this has been bantering back and forth. Last Monday, they finally voted. Six to three, they've now opened up the lake to fishing. And you can put a kayak in her. Sweet. So my man, five minutes from my house, one of the best bass fisheries, local ponds, like we've talked about on this podcast, has just opened up. Which was the primary reason why you decided to get kayak, the kayak in. So I could this, get to places with no type of opportunity. You got it. No docks, yeah. landlocked little ponds where I know there's large bass. I, I take my John boat, but you got to have a couple buddies to get the John boat in because, yes, Jay, that sucker does weigh a lot. So this, <laughs> I'm rocking and rolling now. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped. I am pretty freaking ecstatic. And now today, so they, they went down and they interviewed some kids that were now fishing down there and they were catching bass. And I'm like, ah, see, here's my, my only concern. And so tip number one for the podcast tonight to any new fisher folk that are out there, you catch a bass right now. They are spawning. They're sitting on their nests. You pull in big mama. The minute you do the sunfish move in and eat those eggs before mama has a chance to get back on, even if you do the catch and release thing. So I do not bass fish before for the fourth Saturday in June when our season opens. And so I was distraught watching this news article and them interviewing this dad and his kid down there fishing because I'm like, man, like, I love it. I love kids fishing. I'm excited to fish it. But right now, there's predominantly only bass in it. You're going to be pulling the bass off. The sunfish are going to move in. You're going to hurt the fishery. And now that it's been announced, people are going to flock to it because we're on COVID lockdown right now where you can't do anything but fish. And, And now I was distraught. So today, city council... Uh, they announced the city of St. Thomas announced that they are going to police it and say, absolutely no fishing. We're going to let you fish, but no fishing from May to June 24th or the last Saturday in June. That's perfect. Which no, you know what? I applaud it, them. It, yeah. It, it gives the opportunity for, for the public to have something new to fish, but it does it responsibly. So you don't, ruin it for the next generation. You got it. And now if you're a person walking down there, you still have the right to say, Hey, you know what? I don't think you should be fishing right now. And it doesn't have to be policed by the police because if you are invested in keeping that fishery that we should be, Oh my gosh, so pumped about that you should go down Cause it's a pretty good size 
piece of water. So you should be able to now at least have the confidence to say, Hey, we're, we're pumped, but you shouldn't be fishing until last Saturday in June. Let those big mamas sit along the shore, let them get their nest going, let them spawn. And then next year we're going to catch double the amount. And the year after that, and the year after that, but they so, made it uh, follow the, the rules or is it catch and release down, down there? I guess they can't that, really Yeah, well, that that's up in the air, right? Somebody said that I was reading posts on Facebook, of course, because that's where you get all of your info now. And yeah, somebody said, that. hey, they should make a catch and release. And I don't think that they've done that. They just, they're going to, right now, what the announcement today was, was to stay in tune with the MNR uh, regulations that they are going to shut it down until June, the last Saturday in June. That's good. Yeah, that's not down forever, but it's down for now. So. And which is, I'm just so pumped. I am ready to rock. Could it come at a better time? I got my kayak. No, I like, and, and, oh, yeah, I'm so pumped. It, I am I absolutely. It might be a, little, a nice little place for you to have a test first test run, too, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, it, not that I need a well, test run, it, but you mean like sure. how I'm going to like show off for the cameras when I run and jump no, on no, and I mean, slide her in? You don't have far to go to get it back, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's only yeah. five the, the problem is everybody knows me. They're going to be like, I'll be yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> Todd just sunk his kayak. Look at this moron. <laughs> Which is they know me, so it's okay. Up? It'll just be understood. They don't even have to say, look at this moron. Look at this Todd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the implication so, is there. So, yeah. So that's what I did this week was I, I got my kayak ready. Well, it's good. I mean, it's, uh, it's, I'm anxious to see it actually in motion. And uh, on the water. So. Oh, freaking right. I think we got to get together before that. Might have to, because uh, yeah. I'm seeing some, I'm seeing lots of people catching uh, walleye and as well, or pickerel, whatever you, however you want to argue. And if you want to say the two different fish, yada, yada, yada. And, and pike and um, brown trout out of the Thames, which is a pretty good fishery around here local, but then in the Grand River too, which we said we were going to meet yeah. up and, and we're hit gonna it. Do that for sure. So now I that mean, we're getting this lockdown over, we might have to plan a weekend and, and I'll meet you up there. Yeah. Then we just made a bunch of announcements today. Actually, I was listening to, I don't want to get into the politics side of the things on the podcast too much, but yeah, they're starting to listen things up a little bit come June 14th or so. And before that, we, uh, we may have the opportunity or, or if we have to wait a little bit, yep. then uh, we can do some fishing. Oh, so. I do got to say too, I also got a new gun stock that I'm so pumped to get, get on my Caesar Greeny and get it going now because gun clubs are opening up. So I got to get on that. That's, that was not a question. Our gun clubs opening up with, uh, with, with the announcement today. Yeah. Yep. They, they, it's right in there as of Saturday, nice. as of Saturday at 1201 AM that, uh, outdoor and gun clubs, including rod and gun clubs, it's named in the document. Sweet. Yep. There so you go. Next Wednesday, back down to gun club shooting again. Yeah. Deal, Cause we were just trying to, you were talking to my wife this week uh, when she was shooting. I'll get into that in a minute, but, um, we were I was going to bring that up. I was waiting for you for, for what you did this week, but you carry <laughs> yeah. on. We were going to, we were trying to figure out a full Wolfstein archery, which is our local uh, archery club. Just one road over uh, would be open and when, because uh, she was in there this weekend and they just got all new targets for their 3d archery range. So we're kind of excited to, to get that before the mosquitoes and black flies get too, too so thick in there. But. She's good to go, but are you allowed to shoot crossbows? Like, do they have a, uh, accessible one for you yeah <laughs> I, the only way that i would shoot 
better than her is if I had the crossbow in hand. I so. tell you what, she sent me some pictures of a grouping that was a loony. Now, for any Americans listening, a loony is like what an inch circumference, yeah, and she like had stacked five piece, arrows right? up in that loony, yeah. and I was like, "Wow!" My first response was, "Well, Bill's got his five yard pinned down. Is he moving back to ten now?" <laughs> but well, I, I can promise you two things: one, it wasn't me, and two, it was a lot further than five yards. I guarantee so, it. <laughs> like, yeah, they were they were drilled in there, man. I'll tell you what. So she had a little bit of a disappointment um, uh, when we took the bows out for the first time of the year, where her release went missing. We had no idea where it went. So I ended up finding it in in uh, a bucket, like a, a, a water bucket that was right underneath. <laughs> she conveniently couldn't find it. I like this. <laughs> Sabotage. Well, there's a, a little bit different story here, but yeah, that release, I guess, fell off her bowl for, for whatever reason. I, I, I probably hit it and it fell into the bucket or the kids did whatever. And the bucket was just kind of an overflow for, for the... Uh, uh, the, the water hose for the, for the driveway. Anyways, long story short, well, the, it rusted uh, the little wee tiny spring on the inside of it, and that it was inoperable. So she was using my daughter's wrist release, and she hated it. Absolutely hated it. And I had, uh, uh, three years ago, maybe I invested in uh, uh, chocolate addiction thumb trigger release. And I don't know if you know what that, that is or not. I do, because she Carter. sent me a picture of it. Oh, did she? Yeah. So it's made by Carter. It's a it's a really nice four four finger uh, hold with uh, a thumb. I said, uh, "Where release. did you get that release?" And she said, <laughs> "Oh, it's Bill's." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah. I guess he doesn't need it anymore now that he has a crossbow." <laughs> yeah. Well, I bought it for Target Panic. So I think I've gone over this. Oh, they say it's better, right? You don't punch the trigger and everything else. No, but there is a little thing that you need to do with a, a thumb release. For everybody who, who shoots uh, compound bows, and I do shoot compound bows, just I don't hunt with it because I don't have a whole lot of time <laughs> to practice. And my wife is really good, and I don't like shooting with her because she makes me look bad every time I shoot with her. She drinks so, coffee, folks. She also and drinks, she drinks coffee. Yeah, and she drinks uh, whiskey with any any pop in it too. So, I mean, there you go. That's my life. <laughs> a picture like Gretchen Wilson out now with like a baby on her hip. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went to the archery range for the, one of the first times we had a, uh, took the stroller, and, and I don't know if it was Violet that was in the stroller walking around the archery course. Well, we were there, but. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I had a target panic, and for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's the worst possible thing that you can have as a compound bow shooter where your pin locks. For me, anyways, target panic was I, I pulled back, 20-yard pin would always rest one inch lower than the center of the bullseye, and I, for no way in at all, could get that pin to come up on You're a trap uh, shooter. You want to float bullseye. that target. It, is it almost it, it, it's exactly the way it could be explained from your target picture was that pin was was directly below as if the trap target was on top of my barrel and I could not get that pin to come to the yeah, center you're of that shotgun sportsman you're floating the target <laughs> well it, it doesn't work for archery I tell you because then what you're doing is you're releasing as you're 
overcompensating and pulling through the, the bullseye. And it, it does, it, the accuracy is gone at that point in time. So what they said, I read a whole bunch of articles and breathing techniques and all kinds of different things that people are doing. <laughs> There's to, no joke to, in my mind. Jay, are, yeah. you, are you pictured like Bill's all of a sudden he starts levitating before he lets the arrow go? I could see him concentrating oh, yeah. that much. He's read enough articles. He's got it all down. He comes in tune with the bow. And his yeah. feet come off the ground. I can picture this. I know the personality. I, I know Jay's going to back me up on this. So, yeah, he definitely would have probably have his binders out and his, his charts and, <laughs> and whatever was necessary to make this work. Yeah. Well, none of it worked. I tell you right there. I'm just picturing the little guy on Foghorn Leghorn. I can't remember his name, but carry on. <laughs> Yeah, that guy. <laughs> the rooting, tooting, last two looping, pop gun shooting guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you just drove home my point. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> well, anyways, so I decided, reading all this stuff, and it's 99% mental. I don't know. You can't fix it with any any different tools or techniques and stuff, but I tried to fix it with getting a new release, trying to change something drastic up in my, my setup. And this. Uh, uh, thumb release was where I decided to go. Well, you can set these things up that are so sensitive. I love it. It's just back tension part at that, right? You just start to tweak your your shoulder blades together. It's gone. Well, that works real well if you've got a lot of practice that you've done in a long, long time. But do you know how many arrows I launched over the target, pulling that bow back to try to get it into the right (laughs) anchor point on my face? <laughs> you tell yeah. It, I, I went looking for a lot of arrows, and it got to a point where I started getting scared about how dangerous the, it was. The release for me. is expensive, but it's only half the price of what it actually cost you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I'm lucky I got a farm field behind me that's got nothing there. So I had to start at five yards, literally five yards, pulling back. So if by chance I had a misfire and that that went off, you know I was not looking for arrows in the field. And believe me, for everybody that's listening, I'm completely safe. There's nothing behind. There's no houses. There's no risk of, uh, of me hurting anything besides my pride. Folks, he couldn't <laughs> kill anything if he was aiming at it, so we're okay. No, not, not with that <laughs> setup. That's for sure. So <laughs> what happened was I put it, in, put it in the toolbox and I left it. So fast forward a year and a half, my wife needs a new release. And I'm thinking, let's give her this one to try if she likes it, she can use it. And it took her maybe 20 arrows to get in tune with it. And that's the group size she shoots at 20 and 30 yards consistently. Isn't that awesome? No, it's not. Because then, <laughs> uh, then I can't even shoot I, I with I totally it. think it is all just who you are, Bill. I think that's because you are so, and this is just my my opinion. You can, well, I guess you can't mute my mic. But you, you're you just Surprise, so, he's got an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> you're so particular, right? Like you, the de facto stand, you got to research everything, know how it works, and then, and then you've got to fine tune it and fine tune it and fine tune it and fine tune it and fine tune it. Right. Like that's, that's your personality. It's gotta be, there's the right way to do it. And you are going to do it the right way. The first time you're going to read the instructions, you're going to understand. And so I think, yeah, you're that target block comes to people like, like your personality, right? Cause you're, you're just that detailed. And so you, yeah. your whole time, your brain is thinking where people like me, you just gotta be a little stupid sometimes. And then you're good to go. 
Mm-hmm. I, I equate what Bill does to Renee Russo from the movie Tin Cup, where she comes out with all these fancy gadgets trying to figure out how to golf. And then Kevin Costner basically just says, grip it and rip it. Let the big dog fly. Way too much thinking. Just just let it happen. You just got to you know, listen to your little to brother. So much. Just, just let it happen. There you go. He just tin cupped you, yeah. Bill. Let it happen. Just tin cup me. Yeah. I like that. Thank you, Jay. I love it. The other part that was a little bit frustrating is my son picked up my wife's bowl and is pretty near shooting the same patterns as she is. (laughs) Within his first, I don't know, he shot a little bit last year, but now he's starting to get a little bit bigger, a little bit more muscular, and he can hold that bowl back. He can't pull my bow back yet, which is cool because then he's going to start using it and out shooting me with my own compound. But he figured out how to wink because he's left eye dominant. So trying to get him either a left-handed bow or get him to shoot with one eye closed and shoot a right-handed bow like I do. So he picked up my wife's bow, which is uh, less of a draw weight than mine, and he can hold it and he can shoot it, and I won't shoot with him now either. So. I gotta shoot by myself in the rain, I guess, when nobody else wants to shoot. <laughs> well, that's oh, that's kinda, awesome. I like it. Yes. So that's kind of what we uh, got up to a little bit today. Uh, this week we had some uh, some barbecued uh, pulled pork at a uh, eleven pound pulled pork. I don't think I got pictures of that. Smokers. Normally you did do. I yeah, I didn't send any pictures of. I don't. And I did a chicken on uh, on Sunday, and I didn't take any pictures of that either. That turned out really good too. I just feel like so, I'm I'm not I'm not part of the crew anymore. Yeah, probably sent him to dad. Yeah, I did. Actually. No, I didn't. Not this week. <laughs> I sent him peanut butter sandwiches when I when I had those. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you didn't get up to turkey yeah. hunting. You didn't do any turkey no. hunting. No, you said you weren't going to too. Yeah, righto. No, didn't get any turkey hunting. I'll be out this weekend. I'll be out Sunday and Monday. So, I uh, think I'm going out tomorrow morning. Dad, you want to go tomorrow morning? No. I think I'm going out tomorrow no. morning. Yeah, what's up with that? What do you mean, no? I'm wiped. I'm tired. I've not recovered Looks yet. like I'm shooting a turkey tomorrow. Yeah. I remember the last time you went alone how that worked out for you. <laughs> I built a kayak this week, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I almost got the bull finished, too, by the way. Do you? But, yeah, I don't know how far we want to go on that. I won't go too far, but I, I got the boat on the trailer. I it's completely redid it. Redid the trailer. Uh... That, that, that's done. I got boat insurance now, so that's good. I got, You're ready to go. Uh, I, I'm ready. I, I got uh, a laundry list of things that I've got to do, which are little small things. You know, wire up the front battery and put the front deck on. It's small stuff, but I'm thinking by the opener of bass fishing season, I'll be ready to go. Well, I hope so. Oh. That's a freaking month and plus away. <laughs> well, I'm busy, man. I'm busy. I guess I got things. Oh. I got to go turkey hunting so that we can maybe have somebody on this podcast that's actually going to shoot a turkey. Yeah, so. <laughs> you might have to. It's pretty Speaking sad that, when, we gotta, when the almost guys got to pull up the socks and tell the <laughs> stories. It's it's yeah, we're not looking too great right now. But hence, well, you're well, right. I know where you're going. A lot not looking too great. We've got my brother on the phone. I'm excited. I'm excited his. to say, hey, Jay, what did you do this week or this past uh, month? Well, this past month, yeah, I've, I've been out in the bush a bunch. It's pretty much any free time I've got. I've been out there. I've had the same uh, amount of luck that everybody else on the phone call here has had. But uh, but it's been, it's been uh, fun and interesting, and I've been trying to learn and trying to you know, second guess everything that I do. And I'm not as analytical as my brother is. 
um, in as much of the research, but I still do a lot of thinking and reading and listening and watching videos and trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong or trying to get some, Nothing. you know, tips it's, and the trips, tricks and it's the wind. It's the wind. I'm, 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 I'm believing all of these things. <laughs> last, uh, I, I know last podcast bill was telling you about my, my tree falling, uh, experience in the bush there. And yes. The widow makers, all, all the rain that we've had, there's been a, there's a significant amount of water in, uh, in the bush that I hunt. Um, more than normal, obviously. And I'm wondering if that's pushed them out of the bush that I hunt and move them because I see them across the street in a field that I don't have permission. And I see them on, uh, different fields on my way home from the hunt. And usually after I've struck out all day. So I know they're around. I've had them come can't. through some swampy bushes, like where we, where we hunt the David Suzuki woods. It's mm-hmm. a pretty swampy bush yeah. and, but they'll go around the swamp. I mean, I, I haven't seen them walk through it and they're able to sure. go around it, but they're, it, they're, it's a pretty swampy bush, but they'll go around it like, and, and, and stick to little dry patches and come through it. Okay. They don't avoid that bush completely, but I suppose it depends how wet it is. Well, I've, uh, go ahead, Bill. You had a you had a pretty good experience. I wanted to, to kind of touch on for all new hunters out there that uh, of the first uh, of your first hen, the yeah. first hen when you were calling. So well, I had the, I had two two kind of on the same I guess weekend. I think it was two different days or at least two different sits. But um, you know, I, I made the the mistake because I don't know exactly because, like I said, I feel like they had moved on. So. You know, we were kind of just picking a spot to sit with using previous knowledge, knowing that they were in the general area, but not knowing which tree specifically they would they would roost in or or which trees or whatever the case may be. And so the, the first time we went out, sure enough, you know, we, we found an area that we had seen turkeys on my camera pass by and, you know, it's it's dark and OK, you know, let's let's sit under this tree this looks like a good tree to sit under a little bit of cover and sure enough as i walk past the tree i bump into it with my decoy bag and you hear that turkey take off out of the tree and away it goes so that that was my first morning i didn't know that oh yeah so very first experience first time out first morning that was that was the uh, how my day started so that that was that was uh, the only thing that we saw that day, other than the four deer that went walking past us. Um, later that I guess it would have been the next day, uh, I went out by myself, picked a different area to sit, and that's when I had my my first kind of hen experience, true hen experience, I guess. As a new hunter, you know I'm using the read call and I've got a slate call and. You know, I, I'm making these calls, and as Bill called it, the 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 dead cat sound or whatever. You know, I'm second guessing. Am I making the right sound? Am I doing the right cadence? You know, does it sound real? You know, all of these things are running through my mind because talking to you guys, listening to you guys, I know that a lot of times you get a lot of calls back, and you hear the gobbles and and the shock gobbles and all of these things, and I wasn't getting any of that. Uh, you know, we're not hearing any of that. Stuff. I was going to ask on Facebook because I seen you post your your decoys and your setup and a frustrated comment, and I started to type. I don't think I hit send because I was like, "No, that just sounds too cocky, Todd," which is kind of my <laughs> mo. And so, <laughs> which which surprised me that I actually didn't type it. <laughs> so I, but, didn't, I didn't think you had a delete button. But <laughs> right, but I thought, I wonder if he's hearing gobbles. 
no. So that 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 was the thing is I'm not hearing them. And even like whether I sit there quiet, you know, and let the world wake up, I'm not hearing them. You know, whether I'm calling, I'm, I wasn't hearing them. And I'm it's not, not windy. And well, there's definitely been a few windy mornings, but not to the point where I'm thinking that the wind is playing a factor. Right. To, like, you know, so where, where we're going at minimum. So on a windy day, I didn't hear a gobble on the non windy day. I heard eight different gobblers in the trees. So I, I would say I've had zero. Like I, this is why I believe that the turkeys up until a couple of days ago. Anyway, I believe that the turkeys had moved out of my bush, um, that I'm permitted to hunt. Right. Um, so, so, you know, like I, I've just been trying different calls. Well, I got one to, word for you, Jay. What's that? Trespass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Believe me, there's been times where I've been driving home and I see these beautiful palms just off the road, and I think I could, I could probably jump that that ditch with the truck, and I could get there and in and out real quick. But, but that being said, sure enough, uh, I think it was the one of the evenings I was out. It was an evening hunt, and again, I, I've been reading and you know maybe not call as much in the evening, but I'm still doing it anyway, just to, to you know I'm trying different things and. Uh, and I can tell you that I had made a call, you know, with my, my read call. Uh, I don't even, I, I couldn't even mimic it, but I made some kind of call in cadence. And I'll be honest with you, there must have been a hen. Well, I know there was a hen because I ended up seeing her, but she mimicked the call that I made almost immediately after I stopped. It was so close and loud. I thought that there was another hunter sitting beside me making fun of me because that's how... <laughs> How realistic it sounded in my ear to my call that I had made. Come at me, bro. Where are you? Show yourself. This is the thing. I know that there's there's a guy that hunts in a bush that's kind of across from mine. You know, his, his bush is on the property line. And I swear I thought that he was walking out and, you know, was trying to make me know that he was coming or something because it was so loud almost the exact same cadence, same sound that I made. And I, you know, I pulled my head around and I actually grabbed my binos to look for the guy. And that's when I see the hen's head pop up and she's staring at me, you know, because I made the movements and then off she went. So never heard a gobble, but I'm telling you for a, a new hunter to have that, you know, um, sense that, Hey, something I did at least got a reaction was, was awesome. Like my heart was pumping and, you know, it was a really, really exciting, exciting thing. And, you know, that, that validation, I guess, is the word I was looking for, you know, to hear that. And, and I'm telling you, I, I couldn't believe how loud it was. And she was only, you know, 30, 40 yards away. So it was, it was pretty cool. Again, I haven't heard any gobbles and I know from past years hunting, you know, the, the one or two times Bill and I've been out, and I've heard them in the bush. I know that's that's a completely different feeling, but but I'll say for my my first kind of response, it was it was a pretty exciting exciting thing for me. Right on. That would be kind of yeah. cool. You made up your own language with the turkey, and you didn't even know it. That, or you had the only psychologically ill hen in the area that's like, "Hey, yeah, I can communicate yeah. with this one." Yeah, yeah. She, likes, she likes the dead cat sound, I guess. And then she thought, "I think the, the hen was making fun of me." <laughs> you were being mocked. Yeah, I, like, I, honestly, I, that, that's exactly what I thought. So uh, it was pretty cool. So other than that, I've been out, I've struck out. I, I've been in the bush pretty much every chance I can. I had a couple of deer uh, coming out to me. They were within 
Um, I think my decoys, I have them that day. They were about 30 yards roughly. And the the two deer walked past them within about five yards. Didn't even know I was there. And again, I watched them for a while and, that's 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 we talk about too a little bit too right Uh, not really too heavy but in in deer hunting season turkey decoys are confidence decoys are you gonna do it i don't know i I see i never get them that close i i had them i had a six i I had eight deer i put over to dad build then they they must put them back they came back but they only got like a hundred yards from maybe 80 yards. I, I went live on Redneck Country with them, but they didn't come closer. I've only had it one no, time where I had a deer come and it was playing with my decoy. Like it was jumping at it and then back. But that was 20 years ago. In fact, I think it was 20 years ago this year. And that hmm. was probably the last time, the only time that I've had a deer actually get close to my decoys. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that you didn't. You haven't tried that just because you you, you try all the left field type My stuff. My son-in-law always says he wants to try it, but he's never got around to doing it. Like he hasn't. Well, he hunted turkeys with us a couple times this year, but he hadn't hunted for some time. But he said he always had deer come to the decoys, and so he was yeah. adamant come fall he was going to take a couple turkeys. I might give decoys, it a try. But he never did. So I, I I've heard for years when you're walking into your deer stand, if you can't necessarily get in quietly, you take a turkey call and you make a couple of calls oh, as you're walking. I'll through. tell you, they're big jerks. I don't know if I've shared this on here before, but where I where the one spot where I bow hunt, there's enough toms in the winter, like in in deer season, and they they don't seem to be there too much in the springtime. But all of the toms flock up, and we were sitting there. And I heard this ruckus and I thought, holy jumping, we got something coming. So I stood up and I grabbed my, my compound bow and I get ready and I'm looking and I'm looking for a deer. And then it, there had to be a line of 12 to 15 toms coming through like a parade. And they are the loudest freaking little jerks, like a bunch of ticked off teenagers. And they're coming through the bush, like louder than anything you could imagine. And that lead Tom would turn around and walk, you know, three or four toms back, fly up and kick that one. And then he'd kick yeah. them back and then he'd run up and kick the second one. And then that one, second one would run back and kick like the eighth one. And they just do it all the way through the woods. As they're walking, they're running around kicking each other like a bunch of jerks. And it walked right on past me and right on. I tell you, they are loud. So that's probably not a bad idea. Jay, remember that or remind me of that come October. I will for sure. I'm doing it. I'm going to start taking decoys. That's it. Bow hunting this year. I'm doing it. Taking turkey decoys because typically I don't hunt with decoys anyway. So in the last 20 years, for me to say that I haven't had deer come to my decoys, it's probably because I don't really use decoys a lot. Yeah. How many times have I had decoys in the uh, turkey decoys in the field while turkey hunting and deer have come in? It's countless. No doubt. Yeah. No kidding. I, I remember one time I was picking up my decoys. And uh, a deer walked right out in the, in the field, probably 40 yards away from it. I have pictures of it. Uh, Pee and I were, were hunting. I don't even know where we were, but we were. It was, the grass was a little bit taller. It was later in the season. That that doe came within, I don't know, 30, 35 yards uh, from where we had the decoy set up. And it, it stood there like it was nothing, nothing wrong. Didn't care. No, couldn't care less. Could absolutely could care less. I'm doing it. Remind me. Remind me, please, somebody. Concussions, I'll forget. 
Yeah, October. Well, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> You're asking me to remember? Jay, come on. Jay, you got to remind us both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember, I'm I'm gonna, I can't remember a trigger lock key, and you want me to remember <laughs> this in October. Well, I can't. I used to be dad, but now i got to take care of him, too. We're screwed. That's it. Well, folks, if we remember, I'm going to make a calendar say, Don, entry. Do you have a little notepad that you can write something like this down on? And put <laughs> right. it somewhere? Dad, would you pencil that in your book? October 1st, yeah. Turkey Decoys bow hunting yeah, uh-huh he said that without moving you can imagine the, that's getting written down i got the trigger lock thing fixed too i got rid of the key ones i i went to the combo so i'm good me too i just don't yeah. use them i leave them home yeah that's, that's the only way to do it i, I mean, tell you what I, I had a suitcase the other day i was trying to get into and uh, uh i couldn't remember the combination for that so I'm not sure if the combo locks are going to be. Uh, <laughs> I try to make them all the same so I don't forget them, but apparently something went wrong with this one and I decided to be fancy and it didn't work. So <laughs> That's awesome. That's <laughs> absolutely okay. awesome. Are you, are you giving up now? Are you going to try to go? Yeah, that's a good call. So, I can I say no what I was going to type on your and I deleted? Of course. You, Leave you the decoys at home and get your butt in the woods. No, you did put that there. <laughs> I yeah, you did tell me that. <laughs> yeah, you did tell us. So you okay, well, I deleted it a couple that. times before I <laughs> said that. <laughs> you reworded it a few times to be yeah. Come on. Yeah, I think I think you might have said it's time to run and gun or something like that. <laughs> oh, okay. So I did type it. I did send it. Yeah. See? Yeah, you did. See, I, well, I am I, cocky. And I think the other thing that makes that is you literally really, typewriting in his calendar for October in his planner. I'm not making this up. He's got what's it say? Turn the mattress. Turn the mattress, and then he's got turkey decoys. Every three months, the mattress gets turned. He's rising. It was already. Can I tell you? You should have seen. I'm surprised there was room for all of the nap entries that are in there. Let's take a picture of that nap and post it. <laughs> you know, I think the most frustrating thing for you, Jay, is the fact that that farmer is a bit of a jerk. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really mention that, but that's why I said up until this week, I thought they had moved on. What, but the adjacent? I got, a, uh, the ad- I got a message from the farmer Tuesday morning, I think it was, telling me that there was a couple of turkeys in a certain part of the field, which was about 25 yards from where I've been sitting every time I've been out. Oh. But unfortunately, I, uh, I have to work, so I yeah. wasn't able to be there that morning, uh, but I will be out as much as I can over this next I, uh, I tell you days. what, I got a landowner that's that, that does the same to me, and it's actually my wife's, my, my wife's relative, but... I, uh, he'll send me pictures of this. There's a giant buck that I've been trying and zeroed in on and obsessed with the last couple of years. We've talked about it. And so he will send me pictures of it under my stand when he gets up in the morning and he's like, where are you? You're not in your stand. Are you take a look at this? And then I get a bad <laughs> way. All right. You know, this wasn't an innocent text. You know what you do. Quit texting me. <laughs> Let's keep you motivated, right? Yeah. Oh, and it does. It builds that addiction. The darn friggin' thing. That just tells me he must be noisy going in when the deer doesn't show up when he's there. No. Not surprised. <laughs> he doesn't have his slippers on. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go. chirp with like a turkey or or 
take decoys, but <sighs> this gotta, year it's done. I got to practice walking like a deer a little more. He doesn't must not have the technique down yet. <laughs> uh huh. You wearing your shorts out in the woods this uh, this weekend? <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I probably will wear Crocs. I think we're about the point where it's time to put the Crocs on. Yeah, I think it's about that time. Put my running shoes on or something. No, I, mean, I had running shoes. I'm not that's, putting the big boots, that's for sure. No, no. And yeah, we're going to sweat. And it might be the thermosel. I might oh, be looking for that tonight. No question. That's a tip for all you all you new, uh, new turkey hunters. This time of year, uh, black flies and mosquitoes, please get yourself either some bug spray or a thermosel. I tell you what, I, yeah, thermosel. when we first got our thermosels, I didn't think that they, I thought, okay, this is a gimmick. And holy crap, do they oh, work? I tell you. I thought the same thing right until the butane ran out in it, and all of a sudden yeah. I got swarmed. <laughs> <laughs> We've had that, haven't we, Dad? Oh, yeah. We've had like a wall of them because we got two. Me and Dad sitting against the same tree and got it going, and there's like a wall that you can see of it. They're not coming any closer. And then, yeah, once <laughs> once one runs out, it it's time to go. <laughs> it's that is a question amazing. I actually have as well. Um, what do you guys do for ticks? Nothing. I okay. So everybody says, and I, I just this blows my mind. How many people? Like there was a dude on Facebook the other day that had a baggie of water full of ticks, and he's like, "Check yourself. They're out in full force." Now I say this, and I should knock on wood, but in in all of the years, like we're over twenty plus years of hunting, I've had a tick on me that I've seen one time. I right, had one Dad? last week. Did you really? I, I That's had, the only one. I You're good for 20 years. You're I good was, for 20 years, Jay. It was the, the same time that I took the picture of those decoys. I had my glove off and I put my phone down, turned my, my free hand over and it was crawling across the back of my hand. See, and I had one on my hand when we got in the truck, got up a block away from the Suzuki woods, looked down, there's a tick on my hand. It's the only time that I have had a tick on me. Yeah. Mm. Dad, you? You've seen these never. guys. You've seen these? Never? Never that I've seen. Never. Nope. I, I, okay. I tuck everything in socks and and cuffs and and uh, tight and then. But you never seen them on your clothes or anything either, right? No, I haven't seen them on the clothes. Yeah, and he's seventy two, hunted since he was fifteen. You, you know, and that, that's the funny funny thing too. You see guys on Facebook and the turkey hunting um, uh, page or whatever you call those things on Facebook. I don't know what they are. I'm not fancy like you guys that know all these. Facebook terminology, but <laughs> the, the Ontario turkey hunter thing, uh, the guy had duct tape wrapped around both legs and he had like 24, 30 um, uh, uh, ticks on each leg. I'm like, where are you going? Yeah, right. You got that much a tick coverage farm. with ticks. You have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, get I've it. only ever had a couple. But no, I've no, one I time, just, one time have I ever had a tick on me. And that's why like, my kids are like, oh, we can't go in the woods. There could be ticks. I'm like, my gosh, once in all the years. And I'm in the woods a lot. Yeah. So yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't in you. It was no, on It was you. on my hand. There's, there's a difference. Right? Yep. Yeah. I flicked him out the truck window. Have a good day. Yeah. That's enough of that. Yep. The only sad thing this weekend, I watched the forecast tonight before I come Oh, over. don't even go here. And starting yeah. Saturday. I think 40% chance of rain right through the week. Oh, that won't bother me as long as there's no wind. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right through the week. 40, Says, 40 to 60% chance of rain. Like, I'm going to shoot one tomorrow morning. 
And then uh, that just goes for my entire season so far. Every time I've had an opportunity to get out, it's either been windy or raining. Yeah, like or there's been people. I mean, for me, for hunting on public land, which is different than you guys, but one of these times it's going to happen where there's a nice calm morning. There's a tom in the the tree, and it's not windy and it's not raining. That's like the perfect storm. Uh, One of the the only hope. I mean. You buy enough lottery tickets and maybe someday, one day you'd, you'd win, but I don't and buy lottery tickets. I was going to so. say, sometimes you're just, you're almost there. It's always <laughs> just. <laughs> I am the almost guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Some That's people good. are bridesmaids, Bill. Yeah. One of these days. One of these days. Man. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that's my, I, I wanted to, I wanted to say that, but I thought about that when we were bringing Jay on, I thought, Hey, I know Jay's coming on. I'm going to tell him what I didn't type. And now I'm glad that I did type that, <laughs> but yeah, I'm yeah, you're right. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't use that mic. It might have COVID. So <clears throat> I, <Yeah>. I'm, <laughs> you can take that home with you. I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I'm thinking it's time. The wind is gone. I'm now going to hunt in the woods not going to hunt the fields because I don't think the hens are going out as much into the fields now. They're going to start hunkering down on nests. So I'm going to stick. You know what? I, I believe you. And the only reason why I say that is because I've seen more solo toms working away across the field than in the last couple of weeks than I have right. seen all season. It's, so. it's go time now. Get in the woods. No decoys. Call. Let them know you're there. They'll gobble 2,000 yards away. They can close that gap in 10 minutes. Yeah. So I'm going they, in the they woods. They got a different uh, different mindset right now. They they will travel to find oh, you a hen it. that's active. Yep. You know when they're on the other side of the road, the other side of the farm, that they have a, a couple of hens that are willing and able, and they're there. They're not going to come to you on a whim and a hope. But now yep. that those hens aren't responding and that they've already been bred and are sitting on eggs. I guarantee you those toms are, are cruising out around a little bit more to, to find. Yep. And no you know. wind. I'm going to, I'm going to sneak in the bush, no decoys, sit against a tree and, and, and call, call one in and shoot him so in the you, face. You're going to be right in the bush. In you're the not going to be in a bush edge. Nope. In the woods. Right hundred yards in the woods. How much? hundred yards. Yeah. Absolutely. What size farm do you, do you hunt? Jay? Like how much, how much woods would you say you have? Um, that's a good question, as a matter of fact. Uh, I think if we were to go from the bush edge back to the property line, there's probably, I would say, 150 yards to the property line. The bush extends past that, of course. And then going right to left, you're probably six, 700 yards, maybe maybe 1,000 yards across. There's a lot there. Like, See, it, I'm it, telling you. Definitely a lot there. They, they've seen the decoys on the edge. Some have been educated. Some have seen lots of farmers and hunters walk in the edge and run back in the woods. So they're a little leery stepping out into that clearing. But they are yeah. not inside the woods. No danger in the woods. They're, you're in the woods. No decoys. So they're looking. They're going to keep coming. Shoot one in the face. Yep. Call Maybe I'll, I'll try that. You know that, right? I'll definitely be out, I think, Sunday morning. And if I can, I'm going to try and get out Saturday evening as well. And then, well, Monday is kind of up in the air. But I'm going to be out there as much as I possibly can because you can't shoot them when you're sitting in your basement. So. That's right. I agree. Well, I, wish, I wish everybody the best of luck in this weekend. And hopefully we uh, get some stories of some success. Ditto. There will be messages flying around. 
Tomorrow morning. So. Guaranteed. Good luck, guys. Have a good long weekend. Yeah. Good luck to everybody, and thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. Oh, always welcome. Love it. Yeah, I love it when I got some camaraderie that I could actually relate to. Hey, Jay, don't wait for us to call you. Call in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I more like to listen most days, especially when I don't uh, have as much to add. You know, I, I wish that I had more to. Hey, to as tell long as you story, can but... add little little jabs at your brother there, we're, we're good to go, my man. Yeah. Bring your, <laughs> bring your iced on, tea like, and come on on. Iced tea. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, bring Candace <laughs> on. Enjoy you being on, kid. It's good. Appreciate it. All right. Well, stay close to your phones tomorrow morning. All right. Well, best of luck. We'll uh, we'll be be waiting. Luck is for the week. weekend, gentlemen. Have a good one. You guys too. Take care. And that'll do it for this week, folks. For the Redneck Country Podcast, I'm Bill, the Almost Guy, Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.